Thank you for joining and welcome to another episode with Azim Sahir, a human capital specialist who has designed this podcast to inspire people to live meaningful lives and to pursue their passion. This is season 8. In this podcast, Azim gives a laid-back look at the important aspects of life and business through the lens of emotional intelligence. You will learn how emotional intelligence can influence your success in both personal and professional life. You will hear key life lessons and tips from prominent personalities, business leaders, entrepreneurs, AI practitioners and executive coaches from all over the world. You can also watch the video version of this podcast on his YouTube channel. So sit back, relax with a cup of coffee and let's get to the show. AI Cafe with Azim. Burnout is a psychological, emotional and physical state of exhaustion caused by chronic excessive and prolonged stress. It typically occurs in a response to demanding work or lifestyle situation but can also arise from other sources of stress such as personal relationship or caregiving responsibilities. Burnout is not simply a feeling of being tired or overworked. It is a characterized by sense of detachment and decline in oral function. Now, in a VUCA world, which is we are going through today, individuals often experience heightened levels of stress. They must constantly adapt to new situations, navigate uncertainty, and deal with increasing demands and pressure. The fast-paced nature of work, technological, with increasing and uh, advancement, global connectivity, and economic fluctuation contribute to this sense of volatility, complexity. Now, the question is. what do we do about it so a very warm welcome to season 8 of ai cafe with azim and i'm your host azim sahil a human capital specialist a lego series play facilitator an emotional intelligence and emotional culture deck practitioner of course a lead facilitator at and consultant at luminary learning solutions another 30 minutes of valuable learning in today's episode we are going to talk about burnout and how do we prevent it to have this conversation i have a fantastic individual all the way from australia let me welcome grant herbert executive leadership trainer and coach and emotional intelligence speaker and trainer grant welcome to the cafe hey thank you azim welcome uh is uh, received very well at this end and thank you so much for having me grant just just i'm curious how does how does a podcaster to be on the other side of the mic Yeah look it's uh <laughs> I do this uh, regularly but it is a, a little bit uh different to be uh, the person that's being asked the questions rather than the one that's asking them but uh uh it takes both of us to make this work right yeah absolutely so god thank you very much uh for checking into the cafe it has been absolute honor and pleasure to have you i've seen you giving amazing content on on linkedin and you know in your podcast i have listened to a couple of episodes of yours it's truly amazing how you really give those um things very easy to understand that's the most important i believe in a podcast and you know people to listen so thank you very much for wonderful contribution you make for the whole human kind so got coming back to the topic burnout we have spoken and you 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 have been talking a lot on that 
So I thought it's you are the ideal person to talk about burnout. Let me start this conversation with this particular question. Now we know what is everybody talks about burnout, especially this part of you know after the pandemic we have been talking a lot of burnout. We are talking about well being. What does actually happen to us psychologically and physiologically in a burnout situation? For our, our knowledge, experience, concern. Yeah, look, fantastic. So before we get started, I just want people to know that uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything that I'm saying is not from clinical study. Uh, I'm a neuroscience nerd. Uh, I'm an emotional intelligence practitioner and master trainer. Have been for many, many years. However, even though I'm a subject matter expert, I'm a work in progress in its implementation. So most of what I'm going to talk to you today about comes from my own personal journey, because I've actually had four physical and two mental breakdowns in my career, in my lifetime. Uh, I'm 60, turning 61 next week. So uh, that's what I'm going to bring you today. So please, as you listen to this, I want you to make sure that if there's anything that you hear from us, you need to check in with your clinical practitioners before you take anything on that we say. So the first thing I want to do with that is really, and I know you know this, is that the term burnout. So words become buzz phrases and, you know, we talk about stress and burnout and all these sort of things. So I think it's really important for us to have an understanding around what what burnout is, you know, it's like depression. Um, it, you know, it's a label. So as you are listening to this, I want everyone to just put it in their own context. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story, but put it into your context. And then, as I said, make sure that you get some help if you, if you need to. So I love how you said that it's not just physical. A lot of people, when they hear about burnout, they think of, you know, physical burnout. I'm exhausted. Mm. And that is part of it. However, in everything that I understand, it's first in, you know, the physical, but also we've got to make sure that we understand the psychological. So if we look at emotions, emotions are a physiological clue that something's going on in your body, in your world. What you do with that, is the psychological component, which then creates the feeling and goes from there. So it's a combination of different things, not just, you know, one sign or, or clue. The other thing is just like I teach with emotions, like a lot of people talk about anger all the time when they're talking about emotions, <laughs> right? So, but anger is up here there are a lot more signs and different feelings and emotions that you go through mm. before you get to anger, right? Mm. Mm. Uh, sometimes though, with depending on the situation, it can go from here to here really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, so it's the same with burnout. Mm. So really, I hope I'm making sense here, but I want to make sure that we don't label things uh, and, and just go like get on to Dr. Google and listen to us and go, oh, I'm suffering burnout. No. <laughs> Start looking at the signs of where your whole well-being is out of whack and out mm. of tune. Mm. And the first signs for me, I remember if I go back uh, a few years ago now, probably about, about 10 years ago, a little bit longer, um, I remember being in a building. I was up on the, uh, the 27th floor of a building doing a training 
doing what I love to do. It was a beautiful sunny day in Sydney. But then all of a sudden, I just felt this black, like this black cloud fell over me and I, and my, and I, and I didn't know what was going on. Mm. And what I did, uh, I wouldn't do the same today, but what I did is I just kept going and I ignored the signs. And when I finished and shook hands and got in the elevator and went down, then I decided to try and work out what was going on. I didn't know, was I having mm. a heart attack, a stroke? What's going on here? And mm. I went to my doctor and I found out that I, uh, after a few doctors, I found out that I was in stage three adrenal fatigue, which is like Oops. literally the stage four is death, right? So okay. it had, and that was a buildup of mm. poor choices, mm. poor management of stress, mm. overworking, you know, mm. and all those things came from mm. my beliefs around mm. who I needed to be. It became around the performance trap and getting approval from others and all those things. Mm, mm. But for everyone, the signs and symptoms, getting to answer your actual question now, they're going to be a little bit different. Mm. So for me, it's just going, let's go back to the baseline, just like we do with emotions, of just being self-aware. And when something feels different, get an understanding of why, get some clarity of why, mm. rather than wait like I did, until you get to the point of burnout and exhaustion. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, it does make sense. Here's something I want to check with you, Grant. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to know. Um, now, you mentioned you are in that 27th floor. You doing what you love to do, right? You're doing yeah. what you love to do. I, I I guess so. You have been working for last and that particular period, last couple of days, you know, very tirelessly. You're putting that energy on everything it up. Now, this is what you love to do, and you feel this. You feel this different. Now, the the most of the concern, the context comes in the perspective of a corporate. People think they've been pushed to do. So that's why they get the burnout. So it's not only the reason here, what I'm sensing, Grant. So Sometimes I love to do the podcasting, but I will keep on doing it, doing, doing it without knowing I can break down. Am I correct? Have I got it right? Most definitely. And and I like the distinction you made there because even though I love to do it, it was still being done out of balance with everything else in my life. Mm. I was I was doing it without putting the foundational framework around my well-being so that I could keep doing it. Mm. So what it can do, and this happens to me as well, is even though I love doing it, sometimes when that, you know, exhaustion is coming in, mm. that joy of doing it dissipates and it becomes a chore and it becomes ah. like I have to, because I've worked for myself, mm. force myself to do it. Mm. That in itself mm. is a big sign for me that things are out of whack and I need to have a look at, at, at what's going on. Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying that. So here, that's the important thing. I also just felt it from this particular quick, you know, the brief you gave. It's not just about I am getting bombarded with work. I'm getting just, you know, dumped with work, which I don't like to do, you know, something like that. But it can be something you love to do that can also end up in yeah. burnout. So thank you very much, Grant, on that. So here, here's yeah. my second question. I know you mentioned that you're not, you're not a clinically certified doctor or whatever, but with your experience, what are some common signs and symptoms of burnout? Now, why I'm asking is, yes, stress can cause burnout, but the misconception people have is 
they find the same symptoms of stress in burnout also. I guess there's a little bit of a distinctions. So I just want to ask from your end, what would be those symptoms and signs? Yeah, look, so from my experience and the studies that I've done, the first thing I, I want us to understand here is there's, as I said before, is there's not just, you know, physical things that we do that create burnout, like, you know, uh, not getting enough sleep. But that's a big one, by the way. Um, not eating correctly, not moving enough. Those things are there. However, if we just put the word burnout aside just for a moment and we come down a level and we go, we just look at, you know, starting to feel uh, you know, tired and getting to the point of feeling a little bit exhausted, et cetera. That can come from a misappropriation of our emotions as well. Mm. So there's the uh, there's emotional drain that comes mm. when we're not navigating our emotions in a healthy way. Mm. There's also the mental exhaustion. Mm. There's decision fatigue. And fatigue is another word that I like to use because we get you know, there before or before the burnout. So there's many things that cre can create it. And one thing that you said before about people feeling that they're being forced, uh, a principle I learned years ago, it's not what happens to you, it's what you make it mean. So even in that, feeling like you're being forced and not dealing with that can create mm. the challenges that lead to, to burnout. And with stress, so stress is a good thing, right? So as we know, there's a couple of types of stress. There's yeah. there's use stress, which is good stress, and we need some of that to actually uh, survive. Mm -hmm. But the point of burnout is when it gets to distress, mm -hmm. and distress is a you know continual, chronic, not navigating stressful situations in a healthy way mm -hmm. that leads to a point of a mental illness being distress. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work that I do as a mental health advocate is in that uh, in that area. Mm. So the signs and symptoms might be the same. So, for example, I went to the doctor this morning, right? I had to go to the doctor and get my flu shot and uh, a couple of the things that I, that I had to do. And he asks a lot of questions about different things and, and what have you. And then from that holistic view, he's able to make an educated uh, understanding or guess of diagnosis of what we need to do next or what's going on. So I bring that point up because the other thing is that a lot of times what people do is, and I used to do this, is one little thing happens differently and they immediately go like in a dichotomy from being I'm okay to being I'm burning mm. out or I'm, mm. I'm whatever. And even, even in that, that catastrophizing mm. exacerbates the, mm. the burnout or exacerbates mm. the, you know, the, the challenge that mm. they're having. So mm. for me, it starts up here. Mm. Burnout starts for most of us in this VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, mm. ambiguous. I actually call it a super VUCA world right now. It's like VUCA on steroids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it starts up here. So yeah. if we're ruminating on the fact that we might burn out, mm. then we don't always get what we want in life, but we mm. do get what we expect and what we focus yeah. on. So the so the the psychological side of burnout, I think, is a really mm. important part to mm. for us to look at. So when we're starting to, as I said, when things that are normally things we love to do, when they're starting to 
feel like a bit of a chore, mm. that's a sign. When mm. we isolate ourselves from people mm. and we, you know, stop doing things that we want to do. Mm. And then the physiological signs of, man, I slept well last night, but mm. I still feel tired this morning. It's like 10 a.m. And I, I just don't know if I'm going to get through the rest of the day. Mm. They're those physical signs as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Got a couple of things I just want to ask. Number one, you mentioned about eustress and distress, right? So eustress is it's, it's optimal level. You you should have to do, engage certain things. Distress is not which could we end up in burnout. Now, if you don't have stress, for example, when you're bored, is there a chance of getting into burnout? I'm just yeah, curious. So let me just things. let me just clarify something first. There's not it's like it's like people um disassociating and, and not being emotional. It's impossible. So it's also impossible to not have stress. Mm-hmm. Right? So every single one of us has stress. It's just what we decide is stress mm. and stressful mm. that can, you know, can can differ. So we need to have those stresses around us mm. to, to motivate us to, you know, to do mm. things. And, and that's the way our body works. Mm. So I, I think it's I think it's really, really important for us to understand, mm. uh, understand that, that right. um, uh, the. And once again, it's sort of dichotomy. It's not like I'm in in a state of uh, just having you stress and, and now I'm in distress. Yeah. There's it's along the way. Where am mm. I? You know, where am I out of whack? Where mm. have I started to mm. um, put more mental stress on myself? Mm. What? Where have my thoughts? Uh, you know, led me mm. to feeling stressed. One of the big distinctions I make in all the work that I do and. It, it, it's some people think it's semantics with words, but I think it's really important. Language is so vital. Mm. Is when people say, I am stressed. No, you're not. I feel stressed mm. or I feel tired. Because when we take on the words I am mm. as an identity, it's part of who I am. So I am angry. I am tired. I am stressed. Then that becomes who you are. Mm-hmm. So with feelings, as we know, with the work we do in emotions, feelings are something that, that change. Yeah. So I don't, you know, ma- making sure that that distinction of I feel rather mm. than I am mm. is really important with um, burnout. Because a, a lot of things we can do, uh, we can do ourselves. We exacerbate situations that are going on around us yeah. and make them more stressful than they need to be. And as I said, most of it goes on in between these two things. Absolutely. I think I'm, 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 I can't agree more on the last part you said, said, I am, I am stressed. I am burnt out rather. I am feeling the distinguishing it's, it's, it's big difference over there, I guess it's big difference. And one of the challenges I think me and you, everybody has it is if you are not self-aware about what you're feeling, then it becomes part of you. Yeah. So this yeah. is, I think that's a wonderful learning for our listeners and the viewers who's going to watch this podcast. Bring that feeling component in, in part of your language on the linguistic. I think that's going to be yeah. a big difference in how we live. So thank you very much, Grant, putting on this perspective. You did mention about VUCA and you love working with this particular VUCA and you mentioned that super VUCA, right? Now, he, he has a report of 2020 from Gallup. I, I couldn't reach out the recent one. 
They say 76% of the employees experience burnout at least sometimes with 28% reporting frequent or constant burnout. Now, this is 2020, as soon after the pandemic, we were going to virtual platforms, hybrid platforms, working environment. Now, is VOCA world is an element for burnout in today's corporate context? What is your thought? Yeah, so firstly, if we talk about statistics, so that, you know, great study done by Gallup and they do great work, but they didn't ask everybody. Mm. So one of the challenges with statistics when they're not used as a guideline, they're used as this is exactly the truth, mm-hmm. is that people tend to move towards those because they made a statement that said, I think you said 76% yeah, yeah. of people, right? What was the exact wording? 76% yeah. of people. 76% of employees experienced burnout. Ex- yeah. Employees. So, yeah. so, so what that says is, and, and I'm challenging that statement, because what that says is that there are only 24 percent of the employees in the world that don't experience burnout mm-hmm. and, and i think that is far from the truth because what yeah. people do particularly if they're risk averse particularly if they're um you know i work with lawyers a lot of a lot of lawyers and, mm. and people in professional services so they they think that way and they immediately go oh well i'm supposed to burn out mm. Right. So these echo chambers that are created a lot of times uh, around these topics become part of the problem. Mm. So the first thing I want to do when I hear a statistic like that is go, well, I'm in the 24 <laughs> percent. Because if you focus on the fact that, oh, it's a fatal complete, I'm going to burn out because most people mm. do. Absolutely. Then then it becomes what we work towards. So even VUCA, I mean, VUCA is a great term. It was coined by the American military back at the end of the Cold War to talk about the different environment when, when you know, the, the Soviet Union changed yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And the business world took it on. But really, if our focus is just that, oh, everything's going to be volatile and uncertain and complex and ambiguous and this, you know, crazy guy from Sydney says it's like super and it's on steroids now, <laughs> then that can have an effect on how we think and what we think has mm. an effect on how we feel and what how we feel has an effect on what we do. Mm. So therefore, we're going to walk towards some of those unhealthy statistics. Mm. Um, if I look at it, what I like to use the word differently. So when the pandemic thing happened, um, I I really wanted people as a human behavioural expert to understand that the Mm. underlying Mm. root causes for unhealthy behaviour have not changed. Mm. A pandemic did not change them. A VUCA Mm. world did not change them. What we're seeing, though, is people are, we're seeing them manifest in different ways. People are behaving differently in Mm. that environment that we're currently in mm-hmm. so to yeah so hopefully all that made sense but it did to me yeah, in here yeah. um is that we've just got to be careful that we don't just look at those statistics and we don't just look at the terms of vuca and whatever and then people go well that, that's it that's an expectation mm-hmm. it's an expectation just like it is that i'm going to turn a year older every year mm-hmm. that i'm going to burn out because that's what 76 percent of employees do wow that's 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 huge now, Grant, why I did ask this question is now the world is changing very faster. 
the corporates are really trying to catch up. Of course, we know it's a rat race, right? The corporates are a rat race and keep running, running. Everybody looking at as rivalry competitor. We talked about a lot of element. One person going to the Mars and another person starting to doing, you know, doing research going to Mars. So a lot of things are happening. It's in in end of the context. It's it's changing. It's uncertain, becoming day by day. It's becoming volatile day by day. It's ambiguity is high. For example, let's talk about artificial intelligence. Now, the whole social media has become the, the whole trending word about artificial intelligence and it has made people more fearful than ever before. They think there's a competition for human beings. That's how they portray it in media. But for me, I think artificial is a fantastic companion because I use it a lot. But what is your yeah. thought? Is that also can end up? In a burnout. Yeah, look, it, I, look, I totally understand what you're saying there. My challenge is that artificial intelligence that they're talking about now, and, you know, uh, we can't go through a whole podcast without yeah, saying yeah. chat GPT. Like, <laughs> it, it just get, it's just the new mobile phone. Absolutely. Or the new computer that people had to change from using a typewriter you know, we used to have when I was a kid. We had a we had a telephone that was on the wall, and and you couldn't, and it had a thing that you dialed. Yeah, like, well, yeah, and and you couldn't take it anywhere with you. The furthest you could get was by the length of the cable that was on it, right? So, the chat. What I'm the reason for all that is that AI is just the next thing for people to be uncertain about. Mm -hmm. And as I was saying before, the root cause of them feeling threatened by AI has not changed. Mm -hmm. You know, those three universal fears, the fear of not belonging, the fear of not being enough, and the fear of not being loved, all those three things are the reason why people feel that AI is mm -hmm. going to displace them. Well, what, where do I belong then? Mm. I'm not going to be good enough because a robot mm. can do that. Yeah. My personal understanding and what I tell people all the time is I still believe that there's always going to need to be a human to tell the robot what to do. Right? It, 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 but the whole point is, and this is where it comes back to, it, most of it happens up in, most burnout happens up in here, yeah. is that it's not what happens, it's what you make it mean. So if you listen to the echo chambers of AI and, mm -hmm. and the propaganda and you take that on as your truth, mm. then your behaviour mm will help you to walk towards burnout. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spot on. I think the last part is a key one. We create the algorithm. We create the coding. Human creates it. So I think. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So Brad, as we're coming to the last latter part of the conversation here, I just want to get we have a little bit of eight to 10 minutes left. I want to understand like burnout can have significant consequences in our both personal and professional life, and especially in the well-being perspective. Can you share some strategies and practical tips preventing this burnout to have this promoting yeah. overall well-being? It'd be great for all of Yeah, look, love to. And, and and for me, my expertise in this area is, as I said, it's not academic or clinical; it's experiential. Yeah. Right. So i i can I can talk about the things that I've had to change. So for me, a big one, right, is sleep. There are so many people out there that don't get enough sleep and they tell themselves that they can survive on five hours sleep a night. No, you can't. 
because you're actually shortening your life. Mm. And so sleep is a big one making sure that the circadian rhythm is protected. Mm. You know, I travel around the world, so that gets knocked around a little bit. But when I'm at home, I go to bed at the same time within 15 minutes every night, and I get mm. up naturally without an alarm clock at the same time within 15 minutes every morning, wow. seven days a week. What I used to do is Friday night, tonight's Friday night, right? So tonight I would stay up until one o'clock in the morning watching the television or something because I earned it because I worked hard all week. Yep. But then what people don't understand is that that's now your new circadian rhythm mm. has to start all over again. Mm. So for me, seven days a week now, not in a, you know, uh, religious has to happen that way because life, there's things on. Yeah. Um, I sleep, number one, big one, making mm. sure that your room is dark and, and comfortable in temperature, uh, you know, all those sort of things. The second one is what you eat, right? Looking after the temple of our body, which is the thing that we want to protect from falling apart, which yeah. is what happens when, you know, when you go through burnout, making sure that there's enough movement, making sure that you're not, you know, sitting. You know, mm. A lot of people think, because sitting is still and it's relaxing, it's not having anything to do with burnout. It has a huge thing to do with burnout because the body's not designed to sit. So getting out in nature, going for walks and, you know, and, and all those sort of things um, are really important. And the main one for me is making sure mm. that you get to a point of self-approval Mm -hmm. so that you don't fall into the approval trap and the performance trap, as I call it, and you don't, you know, say yes to things inappropriately and you learn to say no and you set boundaries and you look at why you're behaving the way that you're behaving and deal, you know, get, get with mm -hmm. a coach if you need to, self-coach if you can, but find out why Am I behaving that way? Why do I think that AI is going to take my job, you know, and work on those things and uh, stop listening to social media would probably be the biggest one <laughs> with that. Now, Cause yeah. I've I mentioned a term just for our listeners. I've yeah. mentioned a term echo chamber. Mm -hmm. um, I read a fantastic book called rebel ideas just recently. I reread it and, and it introduced me to this concept of echo chambers. And that's what they, that's what social media is. So people talk about a particular topic and this is, and everyone echoes their thoughts and yeah. it just becomes this big internal, um, you know, conversation that's mm. not healthy. Mm. So really, mm. really important to stay away from that stuff. And the last one, ask for help. Get people in your world who are accountable, you know, who you're accountable to and they're mm. accountable to you mm. as a mm. partnership so that they mm. can say, Hey, Grant, you did 52 hours of flying in May. Mm. That's probably not all that healthy for you. Yeah. Right? Those sort of things. So making sure that you've got that accountability with people who care about mm. you and your success. Mm. And uh, they would be my, they would be my top tips. They're things Brilliant. I had to learn to do. Brilliant. I think you see a lot of gems around that now, Grant, just throw it to us, to the listeners and the viewers. So, Unfortunately, that's the time what we have for today. Um, I hope 
my listeners got plenty of key takeaways my key takeaway is the last part sleep is really important i'm good at sleeping grand i just keep my head i'm just <laughs> i'm done right so sleep is important um walking getting into the nature is really important i do believe and it can help our emotional element as well to bring our emotional intelligence also bring that self awareness and i'm going to take that word from you um i think from the the echoing chamber i think social media is really it's 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 important for us to use it it's important for us to understand that but then again it can have a negative impact also in ourselves so to those are the my takeaways so our guest for today is grant herbert executive leadership trainer and coach and emotional speaker and a trainer you can get connected to grant through his um linkedin platform plenty of uh, um good elements coming out and you can drop uh, log on to www.grantherbert.com of course he has another some couple of um websites also i put all the pod- in on the podcast note of course not to forget the people's builders podcast is available on all major podcast platform and i will share the links on the podcast note as well so grant thank you very much for checking into the cafe and you know sharing that wealth of experience and knowledge with our listeners and viewers thank you so much for having me azim Thank you for tuning in to this podcast of EI Cafe with Azim. We sure do hope you enjoyed it and if you have any questions please do reach out. If you haven't done so already make sure you subscribe to the show that is available on all major podcast platforms so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Please rate, review and leave a comment and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. and we hope you're leaving with some great insights that can help you in your daily life follow azim on social media and do write to us on topics and experts you'd like to hear from and we will try to get them on board goodbye for now until we meet again on another episode of ei cafe with azim